All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey there, guys. It's Rachel and Michelle. This week, we are talking about imposter syndrome. It's something that I've been talking about with coaches left and right, coaches who are extremely knowledgeable, they're smart, they have certifications left and right, and yet there is still this imposter syndrome. So we wanted to deep dive into some behind the scenes kind of talk on how imposter syndrome affects your coaching, affects your mindset, affects your ability not to procrastinate, and a few exercises that you can use to get out of this imposter syndrome and say, bye-bye, baby, you ain't messing with me today. (laughs) So Michelle, talk to me about when you first started coaching. Was there this imposter syndrome and how did you handle it? Yeah, I definitely had imposter syndrome. I really, it was kind of like I got all of this education in such a short amount of time. And then no one really saw that whole process. Like they knew I was in school, like I was sharing my new lifestyle and stuff, but I just personally felt like, which I don't even believe was true, that other people didn't realize how much education I had, you know, or what I really knew or how I could help them, even though they were coming to me and asking me questions. Yeah. and knew I was living a holistic lifestyle, I felt like I couldn't charge for it. Or I felt like just shocked, like I like just shell shocked. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> right. you know? How do I actually execute this plan that I had in my mind? Like for you or for me even, and I would love to hear from you is the coaching part didn't scare me. I mean, actually when they were saying in school, like do groups, I had a major heart attack. I was like groups, I am not doing groups. I have a fear of public speaking, but that coaching one-on-one didn't scare me. What made me feel like an imposter is that I was still going through a lot of my health issues. Yeah, absolutely. So I felt like I was not healed. And Mm -hmm. I hear a lot of coaches who say, you know, either I don't know enough or I'm not through my health issues or I'm still struggling in the health zone. And so that's what kind of led me to feel this imposter. And the truth is also that I'm somebody that would look at other people and be like, they have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. They have it all figured out. They're so good at social media. They're so good at talking. They're so good at public speaking. And I would down and dog myself and kind of have that negative thinking. And then it would feed into this like vicious hamster wheel circle. Yeah. Yeah. I always used to get like wowed, you know, like I would see successful health coaches because I'd follow them and I would be like, you know, there's always that question of like, well, what makes me different? Like, why wouldn't someone just go to the the coach who already looks like she has it all together? 
you know, and I'm just like starting, <laughs> you know, like she already has the beautiful website, the professional photo shoot, the, you know, the programs on the website, the whole nine. And then I really just had to kind of like find my own little nerve to just say, I'm just going to try it anyway and just see how it goes. I had to get over a lot of fears though. Cause I didn't, I was always the kid who like, didn't want to do read my paper in front of the class. Yeah, oh my God, me too. I would like get out of it in any different way, even in yeah. my adulthood. I would be like, oh no, you know, why don't you just read it? That's totally fine. Yeah. And like, I used to get, I don't want to say picked on, but like the, in my school, they would always make sure everyone did go up and that was it. There really wasn't a way out of it. So like I had, I had to like fight through it as a kid, but it was super duper uncomfortable and it wasn't something. So when I became an adult, I was like, well, I'll never do that again because <laughs> now I can make the choice not to. But then I found myself like, okay, but you, you do need to show up. Like, so I do have to speak. And then when social media became very advanced, very quickly, and then it was yeah. like Facebook lives and all these other things popping up and all these other platforms, it became something like I had to do. So it was a lot of getting over anxiety and fears and worrying if I was going to be good enough or stumble and being okay with those mistakes, I think was the biggest thing. Uh, that no, that's such, I love that you brought up yeah. that point because it's like, I think that imposter syndrome goes hand in hand with perfectionism and all yeah. those other syndromes, like the inner critic that keeps talking. And I think getting over that fear that you're going to mess up and know that there's going to be mess up and know that you're going to get better over time has mm -hmm. to be the only way that you can get out of actually yeah. staying in this negative mindset, this mindset yeah. of like, I'm never going to be enough. And I don't know what I'm talking about. It's like, we all have the fears, but we just can't listen to them. Yeah, exactly. And then like, even the other day, even years later, like I had to create a video and I was kind of nervous and I tongue tied, I got tongue twisted. And I was like, you know, what? I should probably turn this into like a blooper reel. I'm like, that would be really funny, you know, like, but people don't get to see that how many takes it takes to do something. You know, and I mean, that's the thing. So I think it's just, you know, it's a matter of being comfortable in perfection. No one's perfect, you know, and there are some coaches out there who, who do put out like the top quality videos and they have all like the camera crew and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But that doesn't mean that you can't be successful without any of that at all. Well, you know? and you know, I think about these lines that we always hear. It's like, you only are the one that does what you do. And I mm -hmm. think of listening to, I think it was like Eric Thomas, who yes, has screaming motivational videos, but I do love him because he just has these great one-liners similar to Les Brown. He was yeah. like, you have to understand that somebody out there is only needing to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. So it's like getting over that imposter syndrome and that fear, like I'm not going to be the best speaker, the best coach, all of those. You have to well, you have to start like flipping it around and actually reframing it and saying, no, I am the best coach out there. And there's somebody who needs to hear my story and exactly. there's yeah. my solution. And I need to get the heck out of this stinking thinking to just start and, and just know, like, you're never going to be fully ready. You just yeah. have to start doing. Would you agree? Yeah. I think doing is like the key to moving forward. And like, like I used to watch, I still do like Gary V 
Gary mm-hmm. Vaynerchuk. I never say his last Fantastic. name. <laughs> yeah. And he would always have these videos up where he was so candid and so just conversational and raw. And I loved that. And I, I just kind of like took that in. It gave me like a comfort of like, oh, we really are just real people having conversations. And this is just a new way to do it, <laughs> you know? So I think that was like really helpful because I wasn't scared to coach and I wasn't scared to even do discovery sessions. I felt very comfortable with that, but it was just the, all the other stuff, you know? That well, was still- I, think, I mean, can you agree? And you were saying this just a little earlier is that if the imposter syndrome stuff is coming up, then charging your worth also- mm-hmm gets challenged, gets not challenged. What am I trying to say? Gets affected. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know every time that I felt, and I was talking to a coach the other day who was saying, I just felt like an imposter because I would, or I felt a lack of confidence because I was trying to get somebody to a three month program and I didn't have any structure. I didn't have any program to give. And I was like, well, that's one of the things that like, our programs do our done for you workshops. It gives yeah. you the content so you can feel you can lessen that that inner critic yeah. kind of show up and know that at least you're showing up with like solid, now, beautiful yeah. value content. Yeah, that was a big thing for me too early on because one of my first like imposter thoughts was like, you know, why would someone not just go to a, a doctor, like, right, or to fix the, their gut issue? Or, you know, why wouldn't they go to a holistic doctor? Maybe their insurance covers it. Like, all these things kind of, like, would pop up in my head. But then I really had to sit back and think when I got clear on what I was offering and who, like, I was serving and, you know, what niches I was in and, you know, looking at detox and adrenal fatigue and gut issues and things like that and trying to figure out what well, what makes me really different and what makes me, you know, different from the, the other people I'm comparing in my own brain that <laughs> yeah. nobody else probably is, you know, the biggest thing that always came up for me, that was like the rebuttal in my brain that helped me a lot was that, you know, with a coach, you're getting just that personal attention. You're not like waiting in a waiting room, you right. know, there's no like little chart that comes, you know, rolling out and and then that's it until the next visit, the next follow-up visit. It's, it's a lot of, you know, like hands-on communication. And now we have a lot of channels, right? So there's like, you know, you can message, you can audio, you could do all these things in between too, not just email. So there's a lot of like handholding in the program, you know? And I think that's really, really important because people want that. They need that support. And that's what coaching always does, you know, even like, Oprah has a coach, <laughs> you know, like, like it's it, like at every level, people need that level of support. So really that's what, what it's all about. Well, and I think for people who have imposter syndrome, there can be some self-worth issues. I know that was for me when I started this business, I really got challenged with a lot of like old trauma, old mm-hmm. stories about mm-hmm. myself, self-worth issues, self-love mm-hmm. issues, like it all. I mean, I always say, if you want to go to therapy, just start a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You will be challenged with everything that comes up and all those feelings like I'm not good enough or I can't do this. I know that one of the exercises that was told to me when I was really in that struggle bus of feeling like, like I wasn't good enough and everyone else had it figured out was mm-hmm. to actually ask people, friends and family, to write down on just a piece of paper, like what they saw in me, 
what they saw in me as a coach, as a person, as the quality of, you know, value that I give and to be able to go back and put those like in a bowl so that each day I could read those pieces of paper and get rid of it. And one thing I realized is that imposter syndrome to eliminate it is really all about a shift in mindset. Mm-hmm. It's being willing to shift in mindset 25,000 times a day. Yeah. And kept yourself before you go into the rabbit hole. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do too, is what we're feeding ourselves. So yeah. like I would read a lot of books once I knew like, okay, I have an issue with this. <laughs> I'm going to read some books, you know, I'll read some books on exact, you know, leadership or even blogs and podcasts and, you know, just YouTube videos that are short and sweet, but motivational, just trying to feed my brain with that helped me realize that like, whoa, the rest of the world is going through this too. (laughs) Like no matter what type of job or business or situation they're in, like everyone goes through this. And so it was common and there's a lot of solutions out there for it, you know, to really help. But I think practice is definitely the one that really, because it's, it's almost like a muscle constantly have to work. You just have to start doing. And I think that's for me having problems with like reading and writing and stuff that was kind of like dyslexia, I had to get over only by practicing to do a blog a week, to Mm -hmm. do a newsletter. I had to get over these, like I said, these old stories that were surrounding, like, I'm not smart enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. All of those delays that I had and the things that affected like my testing. I mean, I always say I bombed the SATs (laughs) because my test taking abilities, and it wasn't actually until I was going off to college, did they realize that I had like some of these kind of issues that they needed to give me extra time for in, Mm -hmm. in testing. But from before that, for all of my schooling career, I just thought that I was stupid Mm, because that was all the tests that kind of define your grade. And I had to get over that and that imposter syndrome, that fear just by practicing and doing. And like you said earlier, being okay with making mistakes. Mm -hmm. When I look back to my beginning stages, it's like there was such high amount of imposter syndrome such a lack of confidence, but I started. Yeah. And, and that's the, I think that's the difference is I see so many people in procrastination and imposter syndrome that then will go and over course, over certify, jump mm-hmm. around platform to platform, thinking that's going to be the magic bullet for their business, yeah. mm-hmm. jump around niche to niche, not mm-hmm. be clear. And it's like, instead you got to drill down, got to mm-hmm. get super clear on who you serve. You got to start practicing, showing up and doing lives, showing Mm -hmm. up and doing videos. And if you're not ready to publish them live, whether that be on Instagram, Mm -hmm. YouTube, Facebook live, then you've just got to start practicing and doing them in just practice mode, practice Mm -hmm. screen sharing, practice talking to the, I mean, I think about doing this podcast as much as I'm a talker, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) I was worried about doing a podcast. I was like, what am I going to talk about? And so I had to practice that. I had to get used to having an ongoing conversation. And I still sometimes get a little fear. Like, what am I going to talk about? Is anyone going to resonate with this? But then Mm -hmm. it's like just putting that fear to bed and Mm -hmm. do. Yeah, I think that's super important. And also leaning on your strengths a bit. 
you know, like everyone has strengths, right? So maybe like a coach is a, a strong blogger, you know, like yeah. you can do that, like do that, do a lot of that, <laughs> you know, dabble in what else you need to do, but focus on your strengths too, you know, on, on, on how to, you know, get out. Cause that'll help you get over the imposter syndrome when you're having success with something that you're really good at. And I see a lot of like health coaches sometimes focusing on like laser focusing on the, I don't want to say the weaker aspects, but the, the aspects that are not as strong that still need to be developed. And so they just focus, 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 and they don't do what they're good at. But it's like, if you do a lot of what you're good at <laughs> and then slowly practice on the things that need to be developed, then you're going to have faster success too. Well, it reminds me of a conversation. I've had so many conversations lately on discovery calls with coaches and it's so helpful to me because it ends up allowing me to bring such value here on what people are struggling with. She was like so super excited when we were talking about building out just a very simple funnel for her business. She's Mm -hmm. brand new. And she said, you know, I'm not great at social media. I'm going to go and take a class and learn about this. And she said, but I'm really good at doing presentations live face-to-face. And I said, well, great. When you buy these programs, you're going to get four different PowerPoints. You can go with them live. She was so super excited. She's like, I'm going to go and partner with gyms and spas and chiropractors offices. Mm -hmm. I really got excited about her strengths and didn't, like you say, focus down on just this area of social media that made her feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me when I first started health coaching, one of the first things I did was try to just go into the local community. Cause I just felt, I don't know, really comfortable doing that. I was already shopping in the stores. I was already having conversations with people in person. So I just felt really good about that. So that's where I kind of started and I still built up online and did things, but I focused a lot on in-person too. And having done for you content at the time was like great for me because I did, I could like just add some flavor, you know, of, of like little personality. Well, and like- let's be honest, you're also one of those people that are really good at making your content. <laughs> I like to personalize, but yeah, you know what though? Not recipes. <laughs> Not but I recipes. mean, you're one of those people that could write a program. I feel like some people are really like, I know for me, Clearly I wrote programs and clearly I wrote a lot of the programs, but sitting down and doing PowerPoints, that just killed me. That took me like three hours. Yeah. That's how I felt. I couldn't do recipes. I needed the done for you programs. <laughs> I, honestly, and even just trying to pull things online that I felt good with, you know, like right. I could tell someone like what to eat, what not to eat, you know, but then at the same time, they're like, well, what, how, you know, how, what am I just supposed to eat salad? <laughs> You know, like I'll just make a smoothie. But so when I remember having like one of the spring detoxes and having like the exact like meal plan was just like a sigh of relief. It was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like I don't have to have something tangible. I mean, I think that's the thing about our business. If we can wrap this up and kind of just give a great takeaway is like our business, we have so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. How many moving parts we have to blog? I mean, we don't have to blog. You can do video blogs or you could do recipe blogs. So many different things that you can do. It doesn't have to be a standard blog, but we need our newsletters to nurture our community that we've built. We need our list building strategy. We need our programs that we offer. And a lot of that imposter syndrome can come in when we don't have a plan. 
And I think that's the biggest thing that I hear for coaches. It's like, you have to have a plan. You have to know how you're list building, where you're list building, where your ideal client's hanging out. And I think that we spend a lot of time trying to, like I said, switch platforms, switch email marketing lists, do all these busy work instead of doing a lot of that hard work that's going to bring us information and research so we can put that plan together. Yeah, exactly. And I also think having a community of support, you know, like you have your groups, you know, for health coaches. And I think that's really important because a lot of times coaches like they voice that, you know, and then other coaches jump in and, and provide support. Me well, too. I think a lot of us are scared to voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's thing that we feel like is a lack of confidence. But when I see every successful entrepreneur online, they talk about imposter syndrome, inner critic, perfectionism. They talk about all the same things. It's just, they don't stay there. Yeah. They just say, if I'm feeling uncomfortable, it's only going to be temporary. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you don't do anything at all, that's going to last forever. That, That just not starting your business. So Michelle, what would you say is the biggest takeaway that you want coaches to hear from this episode? Yeah, to really persevere through the imposter syndrome, you know, because you're not alone with it. The more that you push through, like it just kind of breaks apart from you, you know, and then you kind of become standing out on your own, like I can do this, you know, but it does take that like just perpetual, like telling yourself that you can do this, like as many times a day as you need <laughs> and always it, it doesn't really stop, you know, because every time you advance in your business, then a new you know, level might come a new up. uncomfortable feeling yeah. comes up. Yes. Yeah, so you have to, that we're not good at that. We yeah. have to go and practice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially technology changes. All things are going to be like ever evolving. So we always have to be evolving human, human beings, you know? So I think we always just have to tell ourselves like you can do this even when we think we can't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love that. So guys, if you're dealing with any imposter syndrome, you're not alone. Just remember there are our coaches just like you. We all started at chapter one. We didn't just go to chapter 12 right away. If there's somebody else that has prettier videos in you or prettier graphics or anything, that's not what our ideal client's looking for. They are looking, of course, for us to be professional, but they want you to be real. So don't forget that. Put the imposter syndrome to the side. Just start. Even if you're not ready, do it scared. So we'll see you for the next episode. And guys, have a great week. Talk to you soon. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you 
take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.